What's up, friends? It is a beautiful day here in Albuquerque today, and I'm loving it so much for a couple reasons. One, it's gorgeous, and I can be outside and just like enjoy the weather. It's that perfect time of year here for us. But the other reason is because I have been, like being totally honest, I have been on go mode for the last six to seven months. And this is coming off like being at home with my kids doing homeschooling. So it's been just over a year of like a lot going on. And I know I'm not alone in this. So that's why I'm sharing it with you guys. Like specifically the last six months, I've been in this season of stretch where I know I've been like I've been called to do a lot of different things and I am up for it and I've showed up, but it it kind of wore on me after a while. So I'm ready to like take a little bit of a time out, have a breather. Yeah, just, you know, things like launching this podcast has been such a passion for me and it's fueled me. Um, And so it's been something that I want to pour my energy into, but then I still have my other like daily demands, right? Like I work full time overseeing an outpatient dietetic practice um, and an eating disorder clinic. And then this semester, I was teaching at our university. I teach sports nutrition, which I also love because I get to dive in and, you know, stay abreast of all the latest scientific research on sports nutrition and then volunteering at my church. I mean, it's just it's been awesome, like all wonderful things, but definitely put me in this go, go, go mode. And the other day I was working with a new client and we're working on empowered eating and really getting back in touch with her, her hunger cues. And she said, well, Jess, how do you eat intuitively during the day if you're so busy? Like, cause she relates, you know, she's got kids, she's working on full time. And then, so she's like, how do you, how do you do that? How do you reconnect with your hunger and how do you eat intuitively? And I, I kind of thought about it and I was like, gosh, you know, the truth is I don't eat intuitively during the week. If I'm being totally honest, I don't. Because if I were to eat according to like when I felt hungry, let me tell you how this would go because I've done this before. So I would wake up. I'm pretty good about eating something right away because I, I do get hungry in the morning. So I'd have my coffee. I'd wake up. Uh, then I might have a little bit of breakfast, probably like a protein shake or a smoothie. And then I would go, right? Like I'm I'm on my way, dropping the kids off, hit work. I've got back-to-back clients and meetings. And I would go, go, go until about 3 p.m. when I realize I'm starving. And by then, I'm not only physiologically hungry, but I'm also emotionally hungry. So if I were to go based on like what I want in that moment, well, I want a latte and something sweet. That's my go-to. A latte is my adult pacifier. (laughs) My coffee mug just makes me feel better. And then something sweet as like a little bit of a pick-me-up. And I also think it's like a treat at the end of the day. You know, I've been working, go, 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 having something like a cookie or chocolate just It's like that little like, ooh, this is good. I love it. Then I would drive home. I'd go get the kids. I'm still physiologically hungry at this point. By the time I walk in the door, I am so starving that I'm like, give me whatever I have. And I would open the cabinet and grab, I tend to um, always grab the same thing when I'm in this mode. And it's these spicy Trader Joe's Fritos. They're so good. If you haven't had them, they're delicious. (laughs) For some reason, they're really easy to snack on. So I'd snack on those and then I'd kind of pace the kitchen decide if I want to have like another chicken nugget night with my kids or if I'm going to throw it all out, order pizza because I'm definitely too tired to cook anything. So this would be my natural pattern during the week if I didn't put intention or some empowered eating like protocols into place. This is just how I would naturally go. And over time, this would definitely not set me up to feel energized by the end of the day. It sets me up to feel drained and tired on days because I definitely still have days like this. Do not be fooled. I do this for a living, but I still have days like this when, you know, I I didn't get something ready or 
my husband got called into work and last minute I have to take care of the kids in the morning. I still have days like this. And what I notice is like my eyes are bloodshot by the end of the day. I don't drink as much water. I'm exhausted at the end of the day with no energy left to like talk to my husband after the kids are down. There's just nothing left in me. Um, I tend to not sleep as well. So I use, instead of beating myself up for those days, I, I have to like pull on that grace and say, okay, this just happens. You know, I'm human. Uh, even though I do this for a living, it's okay. <laughs> Every, this happens to everybody. And I just learn from it. And then the next day I think, okay, how can I set some parameters in place and how can I habit stack my life to not put myself in this position where I follow my my natural pattern, but I set up things and systems to fuel myself, keep myself energized so that physiologically I'm taken care of. And then also make room for some of that emotional stuff because I need that as well. So do I eat this way often? No. <laughs> some days, yes. But for the most part, no. And the reason I don't is because I have implemented these empowered eating like protocols or systems to help me not put myself in this situation. So today I want to walk you guys through three steps to create that space for empowered eating, even on your craziest days, even on your busiest, you know, most insane days where it's like you don't even get to wash your face until <laughs> it's time for bed. I mean, who's had those days, right? It's like, yeah, I had one of those the other day. <laughs> so we're going to walk through those three steps, guys. Empowered eating is something that everyone can do. If you are someone that's like, Jess, I love this idea. It sounds so great. I want to find the same food freedom that you're talking about, but I've got kids who always need something. I've got a job that is so unpredictable. I'm traveling, like whatever it is. I just want you to know that there is is a way to make it happen. Um, I've seen it time and time again, and I'm saying it to you because it's so cool to see people on the other side of this. I'm on the other side of it. It is worth your time and investment in yourself to find a way to make these empowered eating decisions, and you can do it in the middle of the chaos. And I'm going to help you figure that out today. Hey girl, you are amazing and you possess this unique inner awesome that the world so desperately needs. And guess what? Your body size has nothing to do with that. But I get it. I spent way too many years living in insecurity and I have spent the last decade working with women just like you who have struggled with the same. And when it comes down to it, I think our amazingness becomes all too easily eclipsed by two things. Body bullying, which in turn impacts how we take care of our body. Whether it's over or under eating, over exercising or not moving at all, moving from dieting to anti-diet culture, girl, the pendulum just keeps swinging. I started this podcast because it's time to break up with body bullying and find a way to live balanced in your body. I'm Jess, a body bully warrior, registered dietitian, and food freedom guru. I believe that when we stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat, we are finally free to live in our own bodies. This podcast is just one of the many resources I have for you ladies. Be sure to head on over to JessBrownRD.com. Check out my ebook, e-course, supplements, meal plans. Guys, I've got so much more for you, and I'm adding to that list on the daily. Are you ready to channel your inner awesome at a whole nother level? Grab a cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, and let's dive in to today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Studio 410. Are you a boss babe with absolutely no design skills? Girl, 
Me too. (laughs) That's why I had to hire someone. If you're tired of wasting your precious time trying to save your business from looking like a hot mess, Kelsey Lensmeyer from Studio 410 is your girl. Kelsey is completely obsessed with turning small or home-based businesses into full-blown brands that are not only easy on the eye, they will totally stop potential customers in their tracks. Maybe you're just starting out and need a brand in a box, or perhaps you're ready to level up with a completely custom brand and website. No matter your budget, Studio 410 has an option for you. Ladies, even if you're not totally sure what you're looking for, let me tell you from experience that Kelsey will help you figure it out. Set up a coffee date with her, whether it's in person or virtually, one convo with her, and she will help you clearly map out your branding needs and get you set up. Guys, she set up my brand. If you've seen my logo, it is so me (laughs) to the nut. I mean, it's a coffee ring. I don't think I own anything like my sheets have a coffee ring on them right now. (laughs) She knows me. She figured me out and she created a brand that is me. And I know you guys will be the same. View all of her branding options or schedule with Kelsey at studio410.com. That's studio, S-T-U-D-I-O-F-O-U-R-1-0.com. Thanks Studio 410 for sponsoring today's episode. Let's go ahead and dive in. Okay, so how do we find space for empowered eating when we just feel like we can't even find space for like two two extra things in the day? Like you feel like you have nothing more to give. Um, first, I want to say one thing. I do believe that making this peace with food is something that is foundational when it comes to taking care of and living comfortably in our bodies. So even though... I know it can feel like another thing on the to-do list. I do know that every single person I have ever worked with, ever, that has decided to take that step and start working on this foundation and um, healing their relationship with food has been able to give themselves more energy in the end. So it, it is something that it's going to take some work up front, But the outcome is so invaluable and expands how much energy you have that you'll wish you had done it sooner. Okay, so three steps to get here. Number one, there is this initial commitment that does need to take place. So and I don't I don't think it has to be quite as long as people think it needs to be. I mean, if you could commit even just one week, one week where you decide to prioritize the attention you pay towards food. And the whole point of this is to try to rediscover some of your biological hunger and satiety cues. So just one week. And the way I think of this is very much like when you start a budget. So my husband and I, when we were first married, one of the things we were not on the same page about was finances. So we took this course together. um, It's by Dave Ramsey. I'm sure many of you have taken it. What's it called? Oh, financial peace. Yes, it's an awesome course. One of the things they do at the very beginning is you have to spend some time doing some inventory and writing down your budget, like how much you're spending on your rent or mortgage, gas, utilities, like all those non-negotiables. And then you have to spend some time looking at where you're spending fund money, um, things that may not be necessary but are a part of your regular spending like Netflix or subscriptions, things like that. But you have to spend the time actually evaluating what's going on and then spend about, they had me, I think they had us do two weeks where we wrote down every single thing that we spent. And the reason they had us do that was because we had to draw some attention to how we were spending money if we were wanting to change it. 
Diving into empowered eating is very much like that. It is going to require just that initial energy where you are evaluating how you're spending or how you're consuming food. And the thing that I think overwhelms people, this is my personal opinion, I think it is more overwhelming to people the emotional toll of evaluating what you eat as opposed to the actual time component of it. Because most of us can... We, we prioritize what we want to prioritize. And when we're ready to work on this, we can find the time. But there is a lot of shame that can come up when we're logging our food and journaling our food. It's like we see what we're eating and instead of just using it and seeing that that food as information and trying to see how our body responds to it, we immediately go to like, oh, well, I shouldn't have eaten that. Or, well, I ate that, so now I can't eat this next thing later. And I think that's a real problem, and it's something that is an obstacle to people that are wanting to do this and why it feels so emotionally draining. So in this initial step, which is just committing one, maybe two weeks to doing some inventory and some logging, is also being willing to put down the judgment card. Like, let's see what we can do and find out about what you're eating, your patterns, how your hunger and your satiety is popping up without the judgment. And this is so hard to do. When I'm doing it with folks one-on-one, I will tell them, like, do not change what you're doing because I am reading this. Like, let's just do what you do and see how your body responds. And the reason I have them do that is because if they do it because they're trying to please me, that's an external motivator. That is something that is not going to last long-term. Now, it might be motivating in the short-term, However, long term, if they're able to identify foods that make them feel energetic or foods that make them feel sleepy and make changes according to that, that is something that's going to last for forever. I mean, think of something you've eaten, (laughs) like think of food poisoning. If any of you have had food poisoning and you've eaten a food and had that reaction, every single time you see that food from now on, you think, oh, no, I'm not touching that because I had that reaction. This is (laughs) obviously it's not. Hopefully when you're discovering stuff about food, it's not all painful or <laughs> or icky like that. But it's that same concept in where you are taking your personal reaction to food and creating like a memory link to that so that you make decisions about that specific food going forward based on how your body responded, not based on you know, what your dietitian told you to eat or to not eat. So committing one week to journaling your food, logging your hunger and satiety, and really working to connect how your body is responding to food and the patterns that you notice. Guys, this is what I walk through in the first three modules of my e-course is this. It's like I've got journals, I've got logs, I've got tips, I've got tricks so you can help to identify these patterns because I do think this is so crucial to laying that empowered eating foundation. So number two is once you have taken the time to log this, you want to evaluate it and establish some general systems and habits stack your life so that you can eat empowered. So in the example I gave at the beginning, it's like if I were left to my own devices, I would just have breakfast and then not eat again until like three o'clock when I want my latte and cookie. And really, that's, you know, of course, not a optimal or ideal way of living because I will burn out quickly on that. One thing I've learned about myself is that I am actually hungry every two to three hours. (laughs) I'm kind of like a hummingbird. (laughs) Like I go, 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 go. And then my blood sugar gets low and I like lay there and I need someone to bring me a syringe with sugar water and then I can go, go, go again. (laughs) I need to eat every two to three hours. But I also have a very like 
chaotic and busy day every single day. Like no day of mine looks the exact same because, you know, some days I'm at work, some days I'm at the office, some days I'm home, some days I'm chasing the kids. So I know I need quick, easy eats for like 9 or 10 a.m. My breakfast is pretty standard, but like 9 or 10 a.m. rolls around and I may or may not like have taken the time to connect with my physiological hunger, but I do know that I need something at that time to stay ahead of my hunger and to keep my energy elevated. So I always have something like there's these protein shakes that I really love that they're coffee flavored. <laughs> Go figure. Um, they're, I can keep those, that powder in a bottle ready to go. So I just add water, like yogurt with fruit. Apples and cheese is another go-to. But it has to be something that I can either like throw in my bag. Oh, bars. Bars are awesome. I always have a bar in my bag. But it's got to be something that I can just like grab and go and have readily available. Like I can eat between clients. I can eat on the way Um, to pick up the kids or whatever but I know between like 9 and 10 o'clock I've got to have something. Lunch generally needs to be something that I can eat quickly because I don't have a lot of time. I don't take a long lunch break. I tend to be um, working during lunch and so yeah I know it's got to be something I can eat quickly like getting a giant huge salad is not something I can have for lunch if I if I'm going to eat because yeah that sounds really great right? It sounds delicious. It sounds like it's going to uplift my energy but I have so much going on, like chewing the salad is a lot of work. I don't know if that's just me. Every time I eat a salad, I'm like, gosh, my jaw, it's tired. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) But I know it's got to be something quick. And then that three o'clock time period, that is something that I do value. And this is where empowered eating um, pulls in the values piece because I know food is fuel, but I also know there is value in eating food just for the pure enjoyment And when I logged, I noticed at three o'clock, like I'm craving something like almost like a reward or like a comfort. My latte and my cookie, like that is something that I'm looking forward to. I need something to say like, hey, good job, Jess. You're doing a good job. See, there's something. There's like a tree. It's a carrot. Only it's not a carrot. (laughs) It's actually a cookie. (laughs) But I value that. And so I need something fun. Now, Do I have a giant latte, you know, a sugar-loaded latte with a big cookie every day? No. Some days, yes. But I do know at 3 o'clock, I want to build in some sort of break for myself. Sometimes it's tea. Sometimes I do go get coffee with a friend. Sometimes I, I keep chocolate in my office. So sometimes I do have those chocolates. But I value that time. And instead of showing up to that 3 o'clock time um, hungry, I've actually already taken care of the physiological hunger up until this point. So I can you know, acknowledge that three o'clock hour for what it is. It is me looking for a sweet treat. And I have found different ways to satisfy that need for that sweet treat. Sometimes it's socialization. Sometimes it's it's just tea in my adult pacifier mug. <laughs> sometimes it is a latte. And sometimes it's both like coffee with a friend. But I value that and I've kept that. And I learned that from logging my hunger and my satiety cues. Oh, I did want to add one of the things I talk about in my e-course is the type of hunger that we encounter. Because one of the things you'll notice is when you do this, there are different types of hunger. There's there's biological, emotional, and habitual. So I think that's important to know. And that's how I figured out that this three o'clock snack is actually more of a emotional and habitual hunger as opposed to a physiological hunger. So then I can address it for what it is, you know, instead of thinking like, oh, I'm hungry every day at three. It's like, no, I'm emotionally and habitually hungry every day at three. 
And then I found out ways to, I figured out ways to uh, take better care of that. And then number three, when you are trying to connect with empowered eating, but life is chaotic, this is probably one of the most important things you can do is go back to those values that you have determined like what is driving your motive to take better care of your health and then one of two things happens either you let go of this pull towards perfect eating and you learn to eat a little bit more in tune with how your body is asking for food or if within your values you're wanting to be more intentional with your eating implement something like a fuel plan where we have some targeted food items that you're trying to hit throughout the day you guys if you follow me on social media you've seen my fuel plans it's like little bubble checklist I'm such a checklist person which is why I like to write meal plans this way and um, this is exactly what my app will be which is coming soon for those of you who have been patient thank you I'm really really grateful to you Um, it will come I just want it to be perfect before well not perfect nothing's perfect (laughs) see see there I am challenging my own perfectionism Um, (laughs) I I want to do the best it can for you guys so thank you for your patience Uh, I have learned so much in this process and one of the things I have learned is that it takes a heck of a lot longer to build an app than I thought it would (laughs) but in the meantime I am writing them manually so if that is something that you're interested in um, shoot me an email JessBrownRD I'd love to write you one manually Um, it's also included in the e-course through the end of May but here's where you decide okay based on my values how do I want to use the information that I've gleaned from my journals my food logs and move forward in this empowered eating model like do I want to let go of some of my perfectionism and my need to eat perfectly because I'm not really trying to like accomplish anything and I've, I've seen these people I mean they walk into my office and they come in like Jess I want to know exactly what to do and I'm kind of like all right well what's your goal and their goal is like, well, I, I, I just, I want to be the healthiest I can be. And I'm like, okay, so what tells you you're not the healthiest you can be? And they don't have an answer. And they're like, well, you know, I, I'm doing that. They're doing all this stuff for exercise. Their blood works great. Their lab works great. And I'm like, so what's, what's the problem? They're like, well, I think I need to lose weight. And if you, you know, if you haven't listened to the, my, do you need to lose weight episode and you're struggling with that question, that's a that's a great episode to go back to. But we'll go through this whole conversation. And at the end of it, they're like, well, I guess I just thought I needed to eat healthier because that's like the message I hear. There's so much fear tactics in diet culture. Like if you don't do this, you're going to gain so much weight and, you know, die. <laughs> it's very scary. If you don't take this supplement, you're going to get cancer. If you don't do this, I mean, the fear tactics are just ooh, overwhelming. So I think break that down and be okay with letting go of this idea that you need to eat perfectly. And then on the flip side, if you've done your logging and within your values, you have decided that reprioritizing your health and your eating patterns is something that either is your values or fuels your values, then this would be an option to add some intentional eating. For me, one of my top values is health. And so from, you know, if I were left to my own devices, I would not be living within my own values because I wouldn't be taking care of my body. I prioritize work and my daily tasks over food and nutrition. I mean, it's the truth. I even do it for a living. So I have to find ways to make food more of a priority by either prepping or I do use my fuel plan, my fuel plan method where I'll check off my bubbles, making sure I am getting at least like close to adequate amounts of fruits and veggies. 
Because I just don't like intuitively do that. If you fall under that category, implementing something like a fuel plan would be awesome. Or if you're someone that maybe health is not on your priority list or your top values list, that's okay too. But you've got something like family or your career is on there and you're recognizing that the way you're taking care of your body has actually limited your energy. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. I work with this um, one client and he said something to me that I just, I loved the way he said this. He was like, I have 10 energy units right now. I'm using eight for work and the rest for my family. Jess, I want 15 energy units. And so health, he was one of those where health did not fall in his top values, but he knew he could not live out his values to his fullest without at least laying that foundation of his health. So if you're one of those people that doesn't have health in the top values, don't feel guilty. I, I, people all the time say, oh, I feel guilty. I feel like I should you know, care more about my health. Let that go. Whew. Just let it go. Um, but do see how health supports your values. And that's a different way of looking at it. Okay, so number one, commit one to two weeks where you do log your hunger, your satiety, your food, your type of hunger. I mean, all these things, we want to dive into that and get a lot of data. Guys, you can do that on your own. If you do want to be walked through that in a more detailed step-by-step fashion, that is exactly what my e-course does. It's going to lay this foundation for you. I've got logs you can download, all the resources that you need. And then number two, and then number two, based on what you have learned from those logs, establish a general system or habit stack your life to support choices that fuel your values. And then number three, go back to those values and be sure your goals and your expectations, most of all, ooh, those expectations are in alignment with what you value in life. And if it's If it's not, let it go. Quit putting the pressure on yourself. Life is way too short. Ladies, I hope that helps you walk towards this empowered eating life because I do think, no, I don't think, I know every single one of you can find this space and make empowered eating choices no matter how busy you are. I know it will add more than it takes away from your life. Hoping this helps get you guys started. Hope you have a fabulous day. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome, Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.